Hello guys, welcome to episode 103, Big Trouble Little Podcast. I'm Joe Dubs. I am Andy. I'm Zach. And uh, here we are with Final Fantasy VII. Now there's two things that are going to be happening. If you're watching on twitch.tv slash joedubs35, I am on the controller playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, where I just fell in this church with Aerith, Aerith, I can't say the name, whatever. And um, yeah, we're here. We're also gonna be talking about the uh, polarized Advent Children. Uh, when I say polarized, a lot of people say say it sucks. A lot of people say it's polarizing. It's polarizing. It causes polarization in people. Yes. Thank you for correcting my dumb English. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to be focused on that before we get into that. Guys, what have you been playing or watching? I'll start with Andy. Uh, this, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy Remake. Um, I've been playing as much of it as quickly as I had been. I've kind of had some other stuff going on, but I've played it some. I'm still playing Animal Crossing. Uh, I'm heavily invested in turnips this week, so I need a very good windfall. Um, and I feel like there was another game. Maybe not. Maybe that was it. And then I've been watching a ton. I'm trying to finish up uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars. I'm in. I'm like halfway through the next to last season, and the last two seasons are short, so I'm really close. That show gets crazy, ludicrously good at like better than it has any business being toward the end. Season five was like some of my favorite television ever. But if we do a Star Wars thing, I'll talk about that a lot more then. Mm -hmm. Which I still want to aim for end of May. If you guys are still down, yeah. Um, other than that, that's all? Pretty much. Uh, I, you know, I watch Bob's Burgers and YouTube and stuff like that, but yeah, nothing else. Cool. Zach, what about you? Uh, watched, uh, Advent Children. I watched Money in the Bank this, uh, this past weekend. Um, we're going to talk about that Thursday, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, what else have I watched? I don't think I've really watched anything else, uh, other than random YouTube videos, but uh, I've been playing this and Streets of Rage 4 and uh, Resident Evil 6 in preparation for our next installment of Nemesis Project. I, I gotta say, Streets of Rage 4, what do you think of it? Because I played it too. Um, it's good. It's, it's basically Streets of Rage. Um, I noticed it dropped a couple mechanics from three, and it, it, I guess it opted to be a little bit more like how two was. Uh, the only thing I'm not totally sold on in it is just the music. It's not bad, it's just not as good as what was in the first two games. Uh, you could tell, uh, I think there's actually a retro uh, thing that you could do where you could have retro music on in the background, and even. Yeah. It's just it's just tracks from like one, two, and three. When you turn that on, mm -hmm. I gotta admit, I I don't know if it's probably because more I suck than uh, the actual game, but I just don't like the controls at all. It feels clunky to me, and some right. enemies just are fucking kind of hard for me a little bit. <laughs> it's probably me. When's the last time you played a game like that? Oh, a long time. 
I haven't played that's it. Pro- that's probably why. Because <laughs> I I still play those games somewhat on the regular every once in a while. It doesn't really feel that different to me from those. It's just got new art and assets and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes, like, if you haven't played a beat-em-up style game like that in a while, and there's enemies with weird attack patterns, and they have, like, random invulnerability windows and shit, it can really throw you off a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I know we're going to talk about it on Thursday, but uh, Money in the Bank, uh, when AJ Styles and uh, fucking Daniel Bryan go into Vince's office, I fucking cracked up. I'm not going to lie. I just had to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Get out of my office. <laughs> put the chairs back. <laughs> you said, don't put the chairs back. <laughs> Right when I saw the, uh, what do you call it, the fucking dinosaur fossil on his wall, I was like, oh, they're in Vince's office. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that, that's that, that's all you played and watch? Um, yeah, it's, I played a bunch of random crap uh, with my retro tank, but that was uh, this new little add-on thing I got. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, it's not worth really getting into what I did on that, so... <laughs> Okay, well, since I'm here, let me actually pause it because I don't want to die. Um, so I watched this show called Into the Dark. It's a, I believe it's a German show or maybe a French show. I don't know. They speak so many different languages on that show. It's crazy. But there is subtitles. There is voiceovers if you don't like subtitles. Uh, the plot of the show it's pretty much they need to run away from the light because the sun is killing everybody on the planet. And uh, they are in an airplane, and they have to keep on flying west. It's six episodes. It's really good. I recommend it. Um, another thing I watched, uh, I watched, it's a, it's a YouTuber called Residents of Evil. He was playing um, Resident Evil Remix. So it's a... Uh, it's Resident Evil 1, but they used the assets from Resident Evil 4. So it, it they remixed Resident Evil 4 gameplay and made Resident Evil 1. It's really it looks really fucking cool and I want to play it. It's a fan. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So that was pretty cool to watch. Uh what I played, I played Streets of Rage 4. I already told you that I'm terrible at it. So and, and um I played Sea of Thieves with Bored and Drunk. We had a great time. I was drunk off of rum and coke. So <laughs> uh, I was a real pirate. I, I would have been a real, realer, that's not even a word, pirate, if I just drank the, the rum straight. But Yeah, they didn't exactly have access to Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love Sea of Thieves. If you haven't played that game yet, uh, it's much better than when it first came out. I've uh, been seeing a ton of chatter about that game people saying i went back to sea of thieves it's like great now and i love it mm-hmm. it's really fucking cool and another game that i uh w- was playing with bored and drunk is because they have a server is arc uh the dinosaur survival game where you could like create shit and tame dinosaurs and all that stuff i remember that game it's on game pass it's free so i i do recommend uh if you have an xbox i believe it's on pc i I know it's on Steam, but I don't know if it's on Game Pass PC. Just uh, go check it out. It's a real good game. 
What else did I play? I feel like I, I'm missing something. Oh, I watched more Twilight Zone because fucking Twilight Zone's amazing. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. I still need to dive in into the new Twilight Zone because I heard some episodes are okay. Now, Andy, did you watch Picard yet? No, I uh, I told myself I was going to, but now I'm like neck deep into Star Wars Clone Wars, and I'm kind of I'm committed to that. Now that the series is over, I'm gonna get to the end of that before I do another television. Okay, um, I will say if you if you get Star Trek out of your mind, if you fucking like throw away Next Generation and not even think about the series, it's actually an okay film. A TV show, but but if, I I can't do that. Like the whole reason it exists is because people like Picard, exactly. the bald captain. Oh, I love him. He's my favorite. It, like that whole, that whole argument about like oh you know just accept it for what it is. You, I mean you, you can't do that when it's it's based off of existing off of something that came before it. Yeah, when the name of the show is is predicated upon the fact. That there was a popular Star Trek series in the late '80s and early '90s. Mm -hmm. It's just it's stupid. But other than that, that's it. Um, oh, and I—I I was telling Andy before that I downloaded Red Dead Redemption Two because there is a role-playing server, and I'm gonna be an outlaw called Joseph McGruger. Are you streaming that? Yeah, I'm gonna be streaming that. Uh, Watch watching those stupid. Uh, uh, role-playing service is like one of my favorite things to watch. <laughs> I just can't wait to be like causing havoc and robbing banks and like just doing dumb shit with my character. Better watch out, them law dogs gonna shoot you down, boy. Oh, they have it's. I've been reading the rules, dude. They have protocols, <laughs> so I have to like watch my. I can't just go around shooting people because like that's fail RP. That's just turning it into a death match, which I appreciate. But uh, I just got to watch out on what I do because then you get, like, fucking penalized and shit. So keep an eye out on my channel. You might be seeing some Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, streams here and there. But, guys, I think we're ready to talk about this uh, pol 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 polarizing Advent Children. So, uh, um, I will say... I messaged you guys last night. I said, when does it get bad? And I will say I understand certain areas why it could have been bad. Uh, they fucking went a little bit overboard on the, like the fight scenes a little bit. Fight scenes were just like, oh, let's just have Cloud like fly in the air and shit. That's like all this movie has, though, is... I mean, the story is impossible so it might as well look impressive i guess the, the fight scenes are really cool some of them i really like and some of them yeah i'm right there with you it's like okay this is tedious mm -hmm. but that's i mean the, the looks is all this movie has to go on and and let's get that out of the way right now hopefully that's the one thing all three of us agree on this movie looks great yes that's that's the one thing it's got like going for it Right. Well, that and the soundtrack. I fucking love the soundtrack. It looks great and it sounds great, but when it comes down to the story, the characters, the character design, um, uh, uh, I don't know, a bunch of other fancy pants terms, 
it's just uh I, I feel like it it starts losing some steam mm-hmm. um we were mentioning it before we went on the air cloud looks stupid in advent children yeah let's talk about character design first because i'm anxious to do that uh some of the characters look fine but they're barely in the movie sid yuffie vincent they all look great they look fine and uh, kate sith red 13 they all look great but that's because all they did was like update them barrett looks a little weird but i can get over it but he's also barely in the movie but for some reason they felt the necessity to put cloud and tifa in all black and it's boring and i hate it and that's kind of the end of that statement i just hate it, it i fucking hate their costumes like tifa was only wearing black and white before but somehow this is worse in my, in my opinion i that's just an opinion but i don't like i don't like square enix's black with belts aesthetic and they, they kind of like redid cloud in that and before you know i guess he was just wearing like all purple and black but I don't know. That seemed more visually pleasing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, the, plus all the bad guys just wear black. And right. Belt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the Turks already all wear wore black, so that's forgivable. But yeah, uh, Kadaj and his goons—they wear black, and that's boring, and I hate it. <laughs> like they could have worn anything else in the whole world, but no, they all just wear like straight black leather with like tassels and, and little well, there's there's sephiroth wannabes i know like that part makes sense and i, I was thinking about it because not only that but from a design perspective they all have the same color hair and i always get kadaj confused with uh not laws the other one what's his name i don't remember the long hair yazoo. stupid name the pretty but one I, yeah i get i get kadaj confused with yazoo because they both just have long silver hair and at first I was like, that's stupid character design. But then I started thinking, oh, they idolized Sephiroth. So maybe they dyed their hair or maybe it's a side effect of the fact that they're remnants and that's just the way they look. But then I thought, hang on, they were making all this stuff up when they wrote this movie. They could have written anything they fucking wanted to. They could have all had pink, neon blue and hazard orange hair. It wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> so then I got angry again. Then I went right back to where I started because it's still from a character design perspective. Why did they make them all so samey? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, it, it just seems lazy. It seems like the script said uh, three guys, three, three, three evil men are there and they have motorcycles. And someone was like, I don't know. They wear black because they're evil. Uh, the motorcycles, they're black, too. Why not? And uh, there we go. I'm going to turn that right into Tetsuya Nomura. Nomura was like, yeah, this this is confusing. That'll fit right into one of my stories. Oof. I, 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 no, don't get me wrong. Guy directs uh, games fantastic, I guess. Sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, like, I, I've heard of layers upon layers story-wise, and that being really good. But this, this guy is layers upon layers upon layers upon layers upon layers from other games, upon layers from the cell phone game, upon layers that i've made up upon layers that you have to read the pamphlet that came with the theatrical release of this movie in japan to understand stuff like that i, I mean we're talking about the uh the, the guy who's like you know knee deep in uh uh kingdom hearts and and all the final fantasy stuff and you know so he's he's a genius but he doesn't make any sense i guess <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let that slide <laughs> he's he's made a lot of money He's, yeah. he's made, you, you, I mean that 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 can be proven with facts. Whether or not he's intelligent 
or or a good game designer is is up for debate. But the fact that he's made Square Enix a lot of money is not up for debate. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, um, Geostigma, what the fuck is that? Well, they explain it in the movie, and I swear this is like the fourth, third, fourth, or fifth time I've seen this movie, and only this time I was finally starting to get it. Um, at the end of Final Fantasy VII, uh, the live stream saved the planet, and it kind of like absorbed parts of Genova, Sephiroth, some other stuff. And so Genova was, was an alien being who came to, what's the name of the planet, Final Fantasy VII? Oh, I don't know. I don't either. The planet. They just say the planet the whole movie, which frustrated me. But it came to the planet to, like, destroy it or something. And uh, it's like, excuse me, it's like alien cells, I guess. And apparently that being in the live stream, they hypothesize in the movie, is what's causing the geostigma. So it's like your body has this alien matter in it, and it's fighting it. Vincent says something about it's overcompensating or something. So it's like an immuno... uh, something reaction a doctor would give you a much smarter thing to say there but the fact that i had seen this movie several times and even now i'm just kind of like hey, i think it's this that's that's not good it's not good for your movie <laughs> yeah I, I don't really think they explained it that well maybe it was explained no. better in that dumb pamphlet you were referencing i that i don't know that that exists that's just it probably I'm, exists that's something i'm aware of happening in japan Speaking of the theatrical version of this movie, um, there's more than one version of this movie. And maybe we should talk about, did we all see the same version? Did you guys see the complete version? I, I it, saw the complete one, the thing that was on Amazon. Yeah, I saw the complete one as well. And I okay. kind kind of want to bring that up. I'm actually going to pause this because this guy is annoying me. Um, yeah, this fight was a little rough. You um, got to block him. You got to block him and stagger him and then whip his ass. Yeah. Um... Amazon tricked me because there was two versions. There were there was one. Uh, both of them were complete, but one said English subtitled. So when I start English subtitled, what do you think right away? You think, oh, this is a far Japanese with English subtitles. Correct. So I went with the other one that didn't say English subtitled, and it was still English subtitled with fucking Japanese uh, voiceover. Well, yeah, that, the first one. The, the first one means English also with subtitles. There is an English version of this movie. I did the same thing. I I did the same thing he did. (laughs) I've been confused about whether or not there was an English dubbed version of this movie for years. Because I, I, uh, here, this is how much of a pathetic nerd I am. I own this on Blu-ray. It's right (laughs) here. And when you put this in to watch it, it defaults to Japanese with English subtitles. And in my mind, that means this is just the movie. This is this is what you get. There's a languages thing on the main screen, but I was always assumed it was French subtitles, Chinese subtitles, whatever. Uh, it, it always had a dub. I remember. Uh, I think my sister bought the original release like way back when it first came out, mm. and uh, I watched it, and it was it was dubbed. I don't know if I've seen that version or not. Because I, the, when I first saw this, it was in 2005 with everyone else when it first came out. I remember I was, like, so full of myself because it wasn't supposed to come out in the United States for, like, five more days. And there was, like, a leak or something in Hong Kong or Taiwan or something. And, of course, it was on the Pirate Bay. So I got myself on the old Pirate Bay, and I pirated Advent Children right off the bat. And I watched it before all my friends, and I thought I was hot shit. <laughs> what? Well- I will say I do think uh, part of the reason why I don't like this movie that much was because of the dub. And 
not that it was like badly acted or anything. Uh, I think I would, in this case, maybe blame the d voice direction more. But yeah, uh, the 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 Japanese dub I kind of liked. I, I mean, I like the voice choices. I guess I should say there's a little bit more life to everybody delivering the lines in the Japanese dub. This is just the first time I've ever seen it, but from what, from what I can remember of the English one, it's like really everybody sounds really morose and fucking emo. Yeah, and in that's part of the why I hate it. In 2005, they hadn't quite nailed down how to do a good dub yet. There are, there were good dubs. I'm not saying they didn't exist, but I don't think they got it yet. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I like the Japanese voices in this. Like, there are several voices that I was that. Oh man, that's a good voice for that character. That makes sense. Oh, this checks out. Yeah. So the original Japanese dub does mitigate a little bit of the the emo ness of it for me. Oh, if uh, if you guys have seen the English dub, though, what does Tifa say when she's saying dilly dally, chilly shally? Because that seems idiotic. And I'm sure in Japanese it's like a common phrase. But when they translated it in the subtitles, it sounded ridiculous. So what does she say in English? Do you remember? Does it make any more sense? I don't remember. I don't remember. It's been way too long since I've seen it. I really wanted to know because it's so jarring because of how dumb it sounds. But again, yeah. I'm sure because in Japanese she's saying like sudo sudo something something like that, and it sounds more natural than the subtitle dilly dally shilly because it's like she's trying to rhyme dilly dally and it, it's stupid. Yeah, I that when that happened, I was like, what the hell? I don't remember this. <laughs> I don't remember what was said in the English dub, but I definitely don't remember that. Uh, I'd, I'd be I'd be interested to know, but I don't know if I can watch this movie again soon no, I, again, I, I own it i'm that pathetic but you know uh, uh, that's enough that's enough for now it's it's too long i i think it ran for too oh, well, much the complete version has 26 extra minutes on top of the theatrical cut oh, okay so that kind so it's it's longer than it needed to be you guys probably could have watched the regular version but i don't even know if it's available no it's, it's funny it's, it's not even that long lengthwise it's like not even two hours Oh, well, I think it probably feels long because like six things happen in this movie and they all take fucking 30 minutes to happen. It's like an hour and 47 minutes. And yeah, there's like there's like parts of it that drag a lot. And uh, I don't know, all that riding around, like all those conversations with like the fucking Shinra people and you don't know what the hell they're all talking about. Yeah, it, it, like. <sighs> It's like I feel like we missed scenes or something. So it's something really crucial, even after this director's cut stuff. Oh, I like, got I got to bring something up. The fucking okay. I'm guessing that's the president that's in the wheelchair, correct? Rufus, yeah. Rufus, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they they show a quick flashback, but in Final Fantasy VII, Diamond Weapon blasts the front of the Shinra building and supposedly kills him. But oh, he's still alive! Surprise. Yeah, my thing was I was like, because I. Uh, figured we're gonna get a sephiroth fucking cloud fight because that's what it was building up to be it was kind of like wrestling a little bit but yeah sure i mean that does make sense. people won't shut up about sephiroth in this movie that makes sense yeah so i was like the whole time i kept on thinking of the vincic man you know pulling the hood over it it was me austin it was me all along <laughs> i was thinking yes. the guy in the wheelchair was gonna be sephiroth and be like <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. Been ridiculous, but it I would have liked it. 
Yeah, because no, but I mean, if you've beat Final Fantasy VII, you you know that motherfucker's dead. So, mm -hmm. is he? Which brings well, yeah. is he? Yeah, that's that's kind of this movie. Which brings is me... he in the live stream? Is he in these remnants? Is he? Oh, is is he? Is he only in Cloud's memories where he belongs? I guess he's I, did, I didn't hate that line. Yeah, you belong in my memories, bitch. Yeah. I don't... There, are, there are lots of things about this movie that I was like, mm, that's pretty cool. I like that right there. But there's so many long parts of this movie where I'm like, wow, I'm bored. This is awesome. Yeah. I, it's, there's just a lot of parts where it drags. Yeah. Um, uh, the beginning is terrible. I fucking hate that there are three different aloof beginnings. Like Marlene is narrating something, and it's just like the, the overhead shot of the crater, the, the north crater, and it's the Turks talking, and there's something else beyond that and uh i don't get here's something i really wanted to bring up there's a lot of stuff especially at the beginning of the movie and then also like that flashback with rufus and stuff where they're showing you stuff that happened in final fantasy 7 like in case in case you didn't know presumably this is this is what happened in final fantasy 7 this is what happened to these characters sephiroth is the bad guy and all this other stuff so it seems like that is in there like for people who don't know but the target audience for this game cannot possibly be anyone but people who played final fantasy 7 because they yeah. did not make this movie for them they tried to put that in there like they were faking it but if, if you had never played final fantasy 7 you saw this movie you would fucking hate it yeah pretty much so they're out of their fucking minds if they thought that this movie was going to have a wider audience than the how many people bought final fantasy 7 let me see a lot i know i know there was a lot um number was actually a little surprising to me it was way higher than what i thought i think it's like 10 million or some shit how do you dodge this bullshit this bullshit Don't walk all it, i can bro. find is remake sales because i tried to google it um but i'll google it regardless that many people played final fantasy 7 which was a lot it broke a lot of records it was one of the best selling playstation okay. games it was one of the best selling final fantasy games it was one of the best selling rpgs period but uh, presumably some of those people aren't going to see this movie. That game came out in 1997. It's now 2005. It's almost a decade later. So some of those people aren't going to go see it. Maybe maybe some more people have played it since then, obviously. But I, I don't know. I had a hard time reconciling the fact that they, they put so much money and time because, I mean, they obviously put a lot of time in this movie. It looks great. The backgrounds are great. The animation's great. Everything's great. They put a lot of time and money into this and they couldn't have made it a little more accessible and understanding or understandable. Sorry. Uh, not, not that I want to be talked down to, but they should have dumbed it down a little bit. At least I think so. Just to give it a broader audience. Um, over 11 million units. Okay. 11 million. So it's a lot <laughs> optimistically, extremely optimistically. You've got 11 million people who want to see this movie, but is that a lot of people to, to, see a movie I, in 2005 maybe things were different but we're living in like a post avengers world where that's, uh, that ain't you know dead. you know back then a lot of those companies like to do like really fan servicey anime tie-ins to their video games that was yeah. common practice like you had street fighter 2 the movie then you uh, uh, then they had the anime yeah uh, that was just I, I mean and a lot of those are really cool but my point is uh advent children had to cost millions more dollars than any of those did yeah, it probably did, and that to me, that's probably an example of uh, Square Enix overspending, overdoing a lot, which they they are known to do. 
Well, yeah, they they bought a movie studio so they could make a Final Fantasy movie. Like, it was like one of the biggest, hugest wastes of money in movie history. They they decided we're gonna make a movie studio, and so they made Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within, and it was like like the movie itself was a financial flop. But for the company creating a movie studio, like it just ruined them. Well, not ruined them, obviously. They're still around. But it, it did... Uh, look it up sometime. It's, it's really interesting, like, the background of all of that. But now they've got all this tech and all these experienced people. we got to do something with this. And so, I mean, thankfully, at least we got, like, this and some other stuff. Because, again, I do like this movie. I like um, Final Fantasy XV, uh, Kingsglaive, stuff like that. It's fun. I like to watch it. It's entertaining. It looks great. Mm-hmm. I would definitely call this a a pure fan service though is yeah what it is. which is my point they spent all this time and money on it maybe maybe dial back the fan service and and put in some more some broader oh i i can understand this i'm an idiot and i've never played final fantasy you know? i i do want to bring up instead of just making this movie because this movie was i want to say at least 80 percent fight scenes there was a couple <laughs> there was there was a couple of like dialogues that were just like Here's exposition that nobody is going to know if you're just walking into this movie. They could have made this another game. They could have made a Final Fantasy VII sequel. I was thinking that too. Like, why not make this a game? Mm-hmm. I would have they liked were... it. They've made several sequels to several Final Fantasies. Not this one, though. It's a touchy subject. Only prequels. Only prequels for Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. How do you? Is there a way to dodge that? Am, am I just being stupid? You gotta block. You gotta block him. You gotta, you gotta go block. in Punisher mode and then counter him. The way the way I beat it is uh, when he would dash, I would block him. That staggers him for a second. Switch to Punisher mode, or if you have some ATB saved up, hit him with like Braver, Triple Slash, whatever you got. Hey, even when I that, that shit, you just gotta dodge. <laughs> I can't though. It's when, weird. When you when you roll when you go in Punisher mode and you roll a bunch, it's gonna take you out of it. It's gonna put you back in operator mode automatically. Yes. You got you got to stay kind of stand still and, and anticipate the attack when you do it. Punisher mode is very much stationary. Yeah. So if you're wondering what what's going on after you're rolling, it's not doing it. That's why. Oh, by the way, I got to bring up like I know they spent a bunch of money on this movie and it's like back then it looked great, but now it's like the game kind of looks better than the movie does i love that like i kept thinking that because i remember reading an interview where um when they were working on remake someone who was involved in the art design of like the regular game not the cutscenes, just the regular game they said we need to make the characters look better than this and he showed a bunch of clips to his staff from this movie and it was everyone was like okay like that's just how far technology's come like at the time this movie was like a, a CG masterpiece, and now gameplay is better than that. I just, I love that. It's pretty cool, yeah. Because this I movie would... doesn't look bad at all. Like it ain't no. fine. There's other. I've seen other CG style uh, movies that I think came out later than that one did, even, and they haven't aged as well. Right. Like like Resident Evil. I think Degeneration comes to mind. <laughs> all the like two of those are already look like horribly outdated. And this came out like I think a couple years before both of those did <laughs> just they, they had a lot of experienced talented people at square for for movies because they they bought all that talent for spirits within 
What do you think about the um, the the end part where he fights Kadaj and he turns into Sephiroth just magically? Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of my favorite shots in this movie, and this is just a fanboy speaking. This isn't like a film critic, podcaster, loser wannabe guy. This is this is a fanboy loser guy speaking. Um, when Kadaj like grabs Genova and like floats to the ground and then Cloud's like, I gotta kill this motherfucker now and like hits him and then like the dust goes and he's Sephiroth. I've always fucking loved that moment. That moment's so fucking cool. It looks cool. It starts playing the music. And it starts playing Zephyros theme and uh the first time I saw that movie I fucking flipped out and still to this day like it's kind of goosebumpy. It's like oh it's so fucking great. Uh, the flip side of that coin, though, is at that point, you're like, this is the third fucking fight in a row. Because they fight Bahamut, and then he fights Kadaj, and well, no, he, they fight Bahamut, and then there's the motorcycle fight, which is kind of like its own self-contained fight. And then he fights Kadaj, and now he's going to fight Sephiroth. It's like, okay, movie, settle the fuck down. I just want to understand the mechanics of how he's able to turn into Sephiroth. And summon his sword. It's, he just summons it out of thin air. Oh, real quick. Um, I fucking can't stand Kadaj's sword. It's it's stupid. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's like two katana blades. It's just two like, katana blades. To each other. Why? I don't know. At least Sephiroth's sword, like, if you have the upper arm strength, which clearly he does, he's like a super soldier uh, war hero, that, that, cool. He's got a ton of reach. That sword makes sense. But a double that's dumb. There's, there's none, of the, none of their weapons really made any sense. Like, that would the... I, I, uh, what's laws or whatever? He's got like uh, a taser knuckle. It kind of makes sense. Sort of. Like it has like this piston or something. I don't understand that aspect of it. And then like the other dude had like a gun blade that wasn't. A... It's like a pathetic gun blade pistol or something. Yeah. I, I think he only actually tried to use it as a sword once. Yeah. yeah it's just a gun. He just has a gun. He has. He has a pistol. So one of them has a double katana, and one of them has uh, iron knuckles, and one of them has a Beretta. That's just, that's it. Oh, wow. So exciting. You know what Reno has? He just has a stick. Yeah, he's got a baton. <laughs> he just has a stick. Rude has his fists. Yeah. This, uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII in particular, like a lot of Final Fantasies, Final Fantasy VII in particular loves bare knuckle fighting. You got yeah. Rude, you got Tifa, you got uh, Laws. Mm-hmm. And uh, coincidentally, um, I think that's my favorite fight in this movie. As dumb as it is, Tifa and Laws in Aerith's church. Yeah. The only thing it's, I didn't like about that part was the music that played. Yeah, it's not the best. It was like piano. It was like, I know I know what theme it was, but I'm just like, why is this just piano for like this fist fight in a fucking church? I like, don't know. I, I, actually, uh, I actually like a lot of the piano stuff in this movie. That one, not as much, but actually, no, maybe that is one of the ones I like. I, I, just I just didn't think it fit for like God what the scene it. was. I like that, and I like the music that's playing when uh, Rufus is giving the exposition dump to Cloud. Like they're like, "Hey, come up to to Hilna or whatever that place is called," and he's telling them all about this stuff. And they locked Reno outside, which is hilarious. The music <laughs> that plays in that scene, I really like too. Yeah, I actually uh, I have the soundtrack to this movie too. Also, me being a pathetic fanboy. I got it for Christmas in like 2006. I, I watched it that one time back then, and I was just like, "eh." I didn't really like it. No. And I think, 
Oh, fuck. Oh, damn it, dude. You were so close. <laughs> that was really close. This fucking guy could suck a dick. He does suck dicks. People make deviant arts about it. I, uh... I'm not gonna be like, oh, I failed a bunch of times on this fight, too. Like, I did have a really hard time. Right after this fight, I resolved, oh, man, that fight was too fucking hard. I need to level some. Yeah. <laughs> this fight was one of the first wake-ups. This one and the one right before it, the stupid uh, air bomber, whatever it's called. Really unusual for an RPG nowadays to make you do that, by the way. A lot don't do that anymore. They don't make you grind out levels. I wouldn't say you have to. It's just I'm not a great... I'm not I'm I'm not good at video games like I want to be. So sometimes I power level just so okay now I can I'm 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 not gonna be as slowed down as I might have been. You're not a devil may cry Dante master, that's what you're no. saying? No, okay. I'm not. I am. <laughs> I think no, I, I, I think I failed this fight the first time and then the second time I, I was like, okay, I get how you fight him now and then I beat him. I uh, I figured out the blocking thing and then leaned heavily on that at high potions. That's the only reason I beat it the first time. Mm -hmm. I tried it. And it was barely too. Um, yeah, this is a wake up call for me. <laughs> I'll just say that. Yeah, I mean, after this though, you've got some easy going. Like you don't have to. This this fight is the last big bump for a little while. Mm -hmm. That I recall. Plus, I'm tired from work today, so it's like that's another. Thing that's all right let's settle down on the excuses <laughs> <laughs> um but back to the movie so what was the canister thing that the guy Nova's was head yeah it's it the last rema remaining piece of genova apparently mother mother, mother means genova because they're cloned from genova's cells um it's really dumb the more you think about it, so don't dare think about it too much because then you'll be angry. But I really like the reveal that uh, Rufus just had it the whole time. He's just had it under that stupid cloak the whole fucking movie. And then he yeah. just like, stands up, oh, threw it off the building, I guess fuck you. <laughs> I laughed out loud because I completely forgot that happened. So was he on their side at a point? Because he was like, uh, I see, I like where you're going with this or something along, along that line. Because, like, he was, like, all about teaming up with Cloud. Be like, you know, we fucked up with the planet. I get it. Uh, I'm willing to, you know, say sorry and all that shit. But then yeah. he's standing next to them. He's like, ah, you know, being all villainy kind of a little bit. Sort of. He still doesn't want, he doesn't want Kadaj to get Genova. He doesn't want Sephiroth to come back. I think he was fucking with him more than anything. Yeah, I think, like, I Kadaj, think right. Kadaj went up there to probably kill him. 90% sure. And was just drawing it out like a fucking anime villain asshole guy does, yeah. you know. And then Rufus was like, "Aha! I'm not actually crippled." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was still like, he still had geostigma, and he, I guess he was still in that big disaster. Because at the end, he's still in a wheelchair, so I assumed he can stand, but he probably does, can't do a whole lot beyond that. Or so, would you think? Would you think of Rasta Man Barrett? It's weird. He looks weird. Um, he's barely, all he does is like turn up and shoot for a little bit. Like he doesn't do much. Just like all the other characters, which pissed me off. Vincent had kind of a role, sort of. But I think that was because they're like, look, we gotta have Vincent in this movie. We gotta sell Dirge of Service. Yeah, this, this came, that came out around the same time as the movie did. Right. So they, we gotta do that. And I think the Turks are in it a lot because that cell phone game had just come out. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. Oh. Before, before Crisis. That's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, think it's I, about the Turks in part. 
And then Crisis Core came out. Which is why Zach is is in so many flashbacks and like fucking, oh, you're my living legacy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that I, like you can see the other pieces of Final Fantasy Project in this movie. And then it's obvious they're trying to be like, oh, go buy that other stuff. I guess it worked. But uh, a bunch of the other characters weren't in the movie enough. Sid is my favorite character in this in this game, in the original game. And he's barely in the movie at all. But he looked cool, so I'll give it to him. I can't wait to see the sit down and drink your goddamn tea in this in this next remake or whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm anticipating that scene. I, I there's a bunch of stuff I'm anticipating. Like as remake has been great, and I'm anxious to finish it and, and kind of like get into some of the nitty gritty in the post game because I've been moving on from games a lot in the last couple of years. But Final Fantasy, I see myself kind of like screwing around a little bit more. Uh, Damn it. But, man, I want to see, I, from what I understand, Red 13 is barely in this game, which makes sense if you play the original. I want to see Kate Sith. I want to see Vincent. I want to see Sid. Hell, I even want to see Yuffie. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that'll be more interesting because they seem to be playing up the Wu Tai war stuff and all that a lot more. Right. In the original game, I was always like a little confused, and Remake like clears it up right off the bat. There was a war, Shinra won. Yeah. So I'm sure that'd be interesting. I guess we're done talking about this movie. <laughs> we're starting to talk about the game now. Yeah, I mean, no, we can still we can jump back and forth. I mean, it's all it's all part of Final Fantasy Project. Another article I read recently said that remake is technically still part of that same initiative. It's just everyone who's working on Final Fantasy Project had to go work on other shit: Kingdom Hearts three, Final Fantasy thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, shit. other other stuff. So then now they got to come back because it was the Final Fantasy. 25th anniversary or whatever when they announced it and they're like oh we gotta fucking bring it now and I guess they did because at first you'll recall another studio was working on it and Square checked on their progress and told them they suck and then cancelled it completely and brought it in house and started from scratch yeah because Square yeah. knew that this had to be big this this is this is this is gonna be a big money maker people like Final Fantasy 7 they'll be so. pissed if they fuck it up right plus Hey, let's remember this was originally teased like way back when before the PS3 even came out. Sort of. I mean, that was a tech demo. That's what they swear up and down. They swear it was a tech demo. It was just a tech demo. I, I don't totally believe it. I, I think they had plans to do it, but things just happened. Yeah, like it prevented I, them from doing it. I think it's that same thing. It's like they were gonna do it as part of Final Fantasy VII project, but oh. Tetsuya Nomura, we need you to work on this. Oh, uh, all you programmers, we need you to go work on that. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV needs a new expansion because that, that game makes awesome money in Japan. Oh, Final Fantasy XV is going to come out after a jillion years and two title changes. Maybe we should finish that. Yeah, I know. Shut up, Eric, you fuck. Whatever. I, I think the time was right. I'm glad we got it now. It, it feels like they cooked it long enough. It's a satisfying game. They did it justice. It has all the right people involved. It has the right composer, the right director. Yeah. So, good job, them. They didn't rush it. Because they could have just rushed it out and made a bunch of money anyway. It could have just said Final Fantasy VII on the cover, and people would be like, well, I'm going to buy that. Like Advent Children, for instance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for maximum nostalgia, this is just a... a a side thing for maximum nostalgia i actually watched this in my ps3 instead of my ps4 
because my PS4 has remake uh, suspended in it right now. I can't remember. I'm doing. I mean, you guys have played the original game. I'm on the the strut in the the sector seven slums right now, and I'm trying to get to the top. God damn it, dude! Uh, and I didn't want to save and quit because I didn't know. I, I'm pretty sure that when you save and resume in um, remake, it just puts you right back exactly where you were. But I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't want to lose anything I've done because it's a little tough. Even though I I really over leveled in uh, in uh, Wall Market. Uh, from what I've seen, when you save, it picks you right back up wherever you were standing. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm I'm in Wall Market doing Wall Market things right now. I just beat the Hell House. Yeah, uh, I fucking hate that fight. <laughs> I I beat it first try, but it was like really long. Yeah, it, I beat it first try, but it took me like I swear to God, like twenty fucking minutes or something, like a long yeah. fucking time. I was like, damn, this fight's long. It's funny because it's like I had him down to like his last fucking, what, eighth of health. Mm-hmm. But it took forever just to do that much more damage just because of how the fight was. It's so, it's invulnerable for such unfair amounts of time. And I had all four kinds of magic. And I swear to God I was doing it right. But it's just, it's not God enough. God damn it, it dude. Fill that stagger gauge fast enough. Yeah, he switches modes very quickly and... If you don't remember the colors, the corresponding colors correctly, you're going to accidentally heal them once or twice. It's like, fuck. Yeah. I, I think I avoided that for the most part. But toward the end, I was like, both Aerith and Cloud were dropping. And I was like, Phoenix down, Megalixer. And then I was out of Megalixers, and I was cool shit. Now I'm just fucked. But no, I, I somehow pulled it off, barely. I kept casting, uh, ever since I got regen, I always cast regen on everybody when we get yeah. to fight. That is a great idea. I uh, I didn't have I got to reach in right after that. So. Oh, okay, my healing material must just be level more leveled up than yours is. I uh I wasn't n- neither of them had a heal material on, so it wasn't getting leveled. I had just at some point in the game I bought like sixty high potions, and that was my heal spell. Yeah. But in hindsight, I should have had the heal material, so it would level, which I did later. And now I have regen and Kiraga. But. Regen's great. Yeah, regen is great. Regen and barrier are basically getting me through the rest of this game. (laughs) See if you got him, man. I think you got him this time. Uh, I'm about to get mined by this fucking idiot. No, man, you're gonna get your limit. You're just gonna fucking end it here soon. You got lots of health. Just one good dodge or one good block, and I think you can mess him up. You don't need to you heal, you're fine. Precaution. Oh, z- zap him, hit him with thunder or some shit. No, well, not now. It's coming. He's almost got it. I was worried that whole, the whole podcast would be nothing but this Reno fight. It is, <laughs> it is going to be it. I feel it. He's going to get him this time. I see it. He's going to get him. This is real interesting to people listening to the audio version, I know, but trust me, it's real dramatic. <sighs> Dubs fight Reno. You got it, man. He's 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 dead. Just get close <laughs> enough and pop your limit. You're done. Yeah, don't do it now. <laughs> You'll miss. You gotta get close. There it is. Yeah, you got him. He's fucking dead. Fuck you, Reno. Yeah, yeah there you go. Bitch. All right, here's here's another super important question. Uh, Dubs, I don't know if it's too early for you to know yet or not, but um, 
So, Aerith, Tifa, or Jesse? Who? And why is the answer always going to be Tifa? Uh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> Duh? <laughs> kind of know, a, a bunch a bunch of people are still debating it online and i'm always like it's tifa your guy your guys are all idiots it's always gonna be tifa i will 1997, say 2020 i don't care it's tifa all right no they did make Aerith ultra cute in this game i will say that like okay. they did the stuff she says and her mannerisms and stuff jesse too Fuck. jesse is i like jesse a lot but man she's uh i don't know how to put it nicely like she is thirsty she's what? thirsty for, for clouds junk i'll tell you let's play this game Fuck, Mary, kill, Tifa, Jesse, Aerith. Well, I guess kill Aerith, right? <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, in all seriousness, though, I mean, it, it, by by the spirit of the game, it would have to be fuck Tifa, marry Aerith, uh, kill Jesse, I guess. Just, just you know... Uh, but the Jesse, way they, the way each person is, that makes that's what makes them this. But Jesse makes a mean pizza. Eh, I I can order pizza. <laughs> <laughs> There's this thing called DiGiorno's you can get in the freezer section. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would have to choose the same thing that uh uh what what's I almost said what's your face fucking Andy uh said about you know Eredith can die. Oh wait, no, Jesse could die. Aerith, Mary, and then fuck Tifa. Uh, I always thought Cloud should have been with Tifa, honestly. No, yeah, I mean, uh, I, like I said, the spirit of the the game. But no, uh, as far as playing the game goes, I've always gone Tifa. There was one playthrough when I was younger that I was trying to get. Um, when you go to Gold Saucer, I was trying to get the date with Barrett, where they're just like really bored and silent on the stupid thing. But uh, I can't remember if I succeeded. I think I screwed one thing up and got one of the one of the other two. I, I did do it one time. It was it was funny. I, I always meant to, but I, I like I said, I'm pretty sure I screwed it up. Which means I, I also never did it with uh, Yuffie either. But it was like Tifa two or three times in Aerith once. I hope they let you do it in this game. <laughs> yeah, me too. And also, I hope it carries over because you can see it making those decisions in this game. Um, we're all three past the part. Uh, after no, we're not. Uh, Zach, you and I are past the part. Um, you get, you you confront a villain. I, I, no, I won't. I won't spoil. It. We you confront a villain, and it's like, oh, why is he laughing? Because uh, he knows he's already won. He dumps you in the sewer, and it gives you that moment where you have to talk to either Tifa or Aerith to wake them up first. Mm. So this game is already doing those plot points that, like, in the background, keep track of like who you're more in love with or whatever. So yeah. I guess it's going to have to carry forward or, or something, but they don't give you an option when you have the flower. Are you going to give it to Tifa or Marlene? So they aren't doing all of them. Uh, I brought this up last time and I want you to, um, you don't have to give me like what's going on or something, but remember when I said when he's having like these brain aneurysm things, does it have to do with time? Am I even close? No. No, I, I mean, uh, you, you've seen Advent Children now, so you know the Zack Cloud thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you play Final Fantasy VII as a kid, too? Yeah. Okay, so I think it's partially linked to that, and I think it's also just, like, it, it's his his hazy past, because he's like, oh, soldier first class, da da No, you're fucking not, dude, you know. Mm -hmm. I think Cloud has uh, some kind of mental distress He's got like some kind of PTSD or something. 
Also, um, I guess remake is kind of retconning it so that Sephiroth is like around and he's he's influencing things. So maybe it's partially that too. It's like Sephiroth's um, affecting because at the beginning of the game he starts doing it, starts getting affected, and he goes into that alley and sees Sephiroth for the first time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it's also partially Sephiroth's interference. Also, um, the weird ghost things. That's brand new, right? Or am I insane? Yeah, I don't remember that at okay, all. Okay, good. Because I was like, is this, am I supposed to know what this is? Because I fucking don't. So, okay. How many games do you think Final Fantasy VII? Like, Were there ghosts? And I was like, no, I remember the game pretty well, even though I haven't played it in a really long time. I do remember. There are straight up ghosts in this game that weren't in the original. You'll know that soon, Zach. You're about a chapter away. But there are ghosts. Ah. Spooky ghosts. Spooky ghosts. How many remakes do you think of seven we are going to get? Three. Uh, three or four. That's what I was going to say. I could I could see four, but I, I'm thinking they're going to try to do three. Yeah. I, I was, uh, were we talking about it on the last? No, I was talking to someone else about it. Oh, it's when we were playing D&D. Uh, we were talking about where the most logical next cut is. And it, it's the end of the disc is the next logical, like where it's going to happen. Like I was thinking that or like, uh, it's either going to be uh, the uh, Forgotten City, you know, Aerith, or uh, Junyun, maybe, uh, possibly, or something like that. And then the second half of the game, it's a little hazier in my mind, but um, maybe right after the Ancient Temple, or I don't know, something else. There's like, there's more padding. The game was three discs, right? Yeah, it was three discs. Okay. The third disc especially has like very little. Very little. Yeah, you're you know, right. So who knows what they'll end up doing, really. I think can't the, wait for the final remake, and they're going to be like, oh, guess what? There's 13 weapons you got to fight now. Fuck. <laughs> How are those weapon fights going to go, man? Holy fuck. That's what I've been wondering, because they're like, they're like kaiju-sized. So, but there are a couple fights like that in Final Fantasy uh, 15, so I think they'll probably do it a little like that. Just the, the boss fights, I mean, I didn't play 15, so I don't really know if they got how the boss fights are in this game from that. How they're all flying all over the place and doing shit. Like, Partially. And it's just like the scorpion and like the first fucking boss fights doing stuff like this. Yeah. Damn, I, how are the weapons it's, gonna it's, it's even more exaggerated in 15 because Noctis has the ability to like teleport. And that's like one of his things. Like he'll throw his sword and then teleport to the sword. So it's oh. like a, a big gameplay mechanic in, in fighting. So it's even more zipping around and doing all kinds of crazy shit. Or anime shit. Yeah. Oh. Again, uh, I know I know you have a hang-up about 15, but I thought it was a good game. I like it. I got the Royal Edition now, and I can play all the DLC, so I might go back to it. Some of the DLC is good. Some of it isn't. Uh, the Gladius episode sucks. The Prompto one is really good. Um, the Ignis one is fine. And I still haven't played um, the one about the villain. I actually have it, but I still haven't played it. I'll get around to it one day. Okay. That's the way I feel about a lot of Final Fantasies. I have Final Fantasy Nine on my Switch. I'll get to it one day. <laughs> what, since, you know, uh, even though the first part of Final Fantasy VII Remake, because we could get all the way to the end and it could suck. You know what I mean? Like, the other, part, the, the other parts, they might be like, I don't know, development, hiccup and shit, whatever. There's there's one way that the game's going to end that's going to really piss me off, and that is that it ends with 
a fight against Sephiroth. Because I know they want to do it, and I know that a lot of people want them to do it. But no, that's wrong. I don't want that. <laughs> but they'll probably do it. I know they will. You're going to get to the part where his sword is sticking out of the old president's chest or something, and then he's going to be there, and you're going to fight him. Uh, no, I don't want that. I want to. I want it just like it was. I want to get on my motorcycle and I want to zip out of the city. Those are the words of a soldier candidate. But they'll have to have a fight after that. But what I was leading to is, should they do more old school remakes? Then, if Final Fantasy VII is, you know, does great. Well, uh, the guy Claire, who clarify what? they real quick. Do you mean Square Enix or do you just mean game industry in general? Yeah. Oh, uh, real quick, this is this is one of my favorite parts of the game so far. Oh yeah, I like this part a lot. Too. I like this part a lot. And it plays the music, the Under the Rotting Pizza here. No, I mean... Uh, I mean when you run after the spot, after you get down to the ground. No, that. <laughs> Aerith says shit. I laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like shit. Because <laughs> it's like she's, she's like the the princess of this game she's dainty and she's a healer and an ancient and stuff like that but she still like grew up in the slums and she still cusses and i i, I was like, i was I really was a nice touch i was really nervous about how they were going to do her personality in this game because that was something that they fucked with a lot of the characters personalities after the initial game came out yes and they kept putting them in different things including advent children yes. in some sense like i feel like cloud still is like really like not like how he was by the end of Final Fantasy VII at all. Mm. He's very different. But anyway, I get, not to go off topic. Yeah, sorry, I, I completely derailed what we were saying, but I, I really <laughs> like that moment. Yeah, how I forgot how I phrased the question, but uh... you were asking should they do more remakes of old games, and Andy asked if you meant Square or just everybody. Yeah, uh, uh, Square. I think only Square. I don't. I don't only want. Square. I don't want Cap like, even though Resident Evil Three uh, remake was good, it still wasn't as good as Resident Evil Two remake, so it didn't have that magic. So I don't want like the B team of Square Enix or them to hand off to another developer to be like, all right, you're gonna do Resident Evil, uh, Resident Evil Eight, Final Fantasy Eight remake. All right. Um... Uh, not to answer your question with a question, but I, I'm I'm just curious. You're, you're looking the wrong way. You gotta go the other way. Uh, just curious. Uh, um, what's your favorite Final Fantasy game? Uh, <laughs> it's probably the most hated one, probably. But Final Fantasy X, I loved it. Okay, ten. Uh, no, I wouldn't say ten's the most hated, not by a long shot. I no. think people hate eight more than they hate ten, and for that matter, they hate two or whatever that's neither here nor there um tens tens a fine example uh uh they are gonna remake 10 just like with final fantasy 7 remake it's gonna be great it's gonna be polished it's gonna be faithful it's gonna it, it's almost guaranteed to be a great game okay that's that's the button on the left now the button on the right is they spend the same amount of time the same amount of resources the same amount of money everything on a brand new either a brand new IP or another Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 16 or, I don't know, Bravely Default 3 or or something completely brand new. And it's also going to be almost a guaranteed hit. It's going to be great. It's going to have uh, all these, the best composer, best director, all the same people are going to work on it. But you can only push one of the two buttons. So which button do you push? Uh, 
See, that's kind of the real world scenario is I'm with you. I would love a remake. I, I, I have a soft spot for Final Fantasy VIII. I understand it is incredibly flawed, but that's why a remake would do it such justice. There's a lot of good stuff in there. They fix all the shit and make an excellent game out of it. Because Final Fantasy VII was already extremely good. So, of course, it's good. I, I, I wish they would get into the habit of remaking bad games. Or not bad games, just flawed games. Make, well, make them better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it so could I, be a remake. I would love a Final Fantasy VIII remake. I would love a Final Fantasy IV or VI remake. Like something like, could you imagine the characters from four or six, but done in the style of remake seven? That would be fantastic. I'd love to see, you know, Tara and Saban and 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 uh, Locke and all them and all all this detail and color and fidelity and definition. But uh, you have to give up. You know, it doesn't just spring out of the ether. Like you got to give up. They're not going to be able to write new stuff for us because they're going to be spending all that time on the new stuff, on, on the remake stuff. So, and and that's the same thing the company struggles with. It's the same thing with development uh, um, studios struggle with. It's the same thing the shareholders probably struggle with. They're like, oh, we can make a lot of money if we just put out another Final Fantasy VII game. Why don't they do that, stupid? Yeah. All I care about is money. Well, what do you think about, and I, I, we might have talked about this, but we're in the age of remakes now. Uh, yeah, big time. Remakes and remasters. Uh, when a new game comes out, it's kind of like, if it's really good, like, let's say, let's, let's just use Cyberpunk. Let's just think that Cyberpunk is going to be an automatic hit, which I think it will. Looks uh, good. Um, like... You don't get those type of games anymore. Now it's just like we have to have a remastered of Last of Us. We have to, you know, remake all these Resident Evil games. It's just like, it, it, I guess people buy it, so that's why they keep on doing it. Sure, that's the only reason. Um, which, by the way, I guess we could kind of talk about this uh, and still talk about Final Fantasy as well. Resident Evil 8, apparently, uh, I don't, Zach, I don't know if you brought this up, but it's it was supposed to be Revelations 3, but they turned it into 8. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I, I've heard about that. Isn't Leon supposed to be the main character? No, it's either going to be Ethan, the guy from 7, or Chris, or both? Well, <laughs> what I've been, uh, and this is all rumors, so take it with a grain of salt, but yeah. some, somebody brought this up, and I kind of... Remember that weird secret ending that you got in Resident Evil 3 Remake? Where it's just pretty much a vial of the uh, vaccine, and then Jill just picks it up and leaves? Like, her and Carlos vowed to, to take down Umbrella. And in Resident Evil 2 Remake, Claire and Leon did the same thing. So do you think that in Revelations 3 that they are going to do some type of reunion because remember chris redfield was in resident evil 7. he was mm -hmm. he was in that member that blue logo umbrella thing so kind of kind of gets the brain you know the noggin jogging and all that stuff where i'm just like hmm maybe there maybe this was all a build-up maybe capcom actually had a fucking uh, <laughs> a marvel universe kind of like plan to it a little bit which kind of, money is. Yeah, which kind of, if if they do that, 
I'd be surprised and actually more excited about their remakes because it could lead into their new game. I've been saying what they need to do is course correct through these remakes and make the game everybody wanted to get and they they never got. A which was game, right? Well, no, the build up to oh we take down Umbrella that never happened. Umbrella got oh, taken yeah. down by stock market bullshit off camera in Resident Evil Four. <laughs> yeah, it's really lame, especially after you play Code Veronica. And then, like, Chris is fucking flying away in a Harrier jet. And then Claire's like, where are we going? He's like, we gotta go take down Umbrella. Nope. (laughs) That has no payoff? Oh, man. No, you see why why so many people got pissed at Resident Evil 4 now? Mm. (laughs) I still love it, though. I do, too, but, like, I still don't like that they kind of threw the old story away. But that's that's Shinji Mikami. That's, That's his fucking deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, either, uh, I, I don't know that Resident Evil 8 is necessarily even going to be connected with what's going on in these remakes right now, whatever they're teasing. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Uh, but, uh, I, I think they, they should try to lead up to make the apology game. <laughs> in my opinion, they could, they could save a lot of face with people and be like, yes, this is what I always wanted. Thank you. Well, uh, I, oh. Uh, real quick, I'm I'm sorry. We can go right back to Resident Evil. I swear, but this game and Advent Children both reminded me of something. And this, I don't know why this pisses me off so much, but it really does. Why does Shinra just have like real ass Blackhawk helicopters? <laughs> it's know. so jarring. I fucking can't stand it. Like everything else in the game is like a science fantasy, kind of like steampunk inspired. Definitely Final Fantasy. It's got like a, a, like edges and everything's all interesting and cool. And then Blackhawks for some reason. And uh, I'm sure someone... Well, it's not exactly a Blackhawk, as you see, actually. Blah, blah, blah. No, a designer just said, oh, I just want a Blackhawk. In Advent Children, they wanted a Blackhawk. And it wasn't in Final Fantasy VII. They just wanted a Blackhawk. The script said Blackhawk helicopter, and some idiot didn't know any better and just put a Blackhawk helicopter in Advent Children. And now we got it in Remake, which I was upset about. <laughs> It needs to look cool. It needs like there were helicopters in the original game. You see them several times. Oh. And actually, now that I'm climbing the spire in the Sector Seven slums, you see some of the old helicopters from the old game with the Blackhawks, and it's super confusing. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We can go right back to Resident Evil, but uh, goddamn it, I hate those Blackhawks in my Final Fantasy games. <laughs> well, since we're on Final Fantasy, uh, in Evan Children, fucking Cloud's motorcycle, his fucking his sword holsters that where you had like eight he's got like six of them <laughs> no, that i like see now that's final fantasy that's stupid and unnecessary and super like science fantasy futuristic that made sense i like it and i like his sword of many swords i like that all the swords combined into a super sword mm-hmm. and then he uses it to do omni slash at the end that kicks ass yeah that was cool but uh yeah I, I agree with the apology game. They should actually name it Resident Evil: The Apology Game. <laughs> We're sorry. Apology. We're sorry. Here, go kill Umbrella. <laughs> it's it, the the game is just like five minutes. It's just you, it's just you go to a building and it's labeled Umbrella and you blow it up and then the credits roll and it says there. Can we move on? And it plays like the credit music from Resident Evil Two when you finish B scenario. The do 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 do. <laughs> that, that would make it perfect. 
fucking cloud. There we go. Getting sucked on by that monster. I really like Aerith's uh, regular attack in this game. She just launches little magic bolts. I was like, oh, that's creative. She just does a bunch of little, like, baton twirls and shoots yeah. little magical bolts. Because I was afraid she was just going to be another worthless melee character. And then it's like, oh, she shoots magic. And I was like, oh, sweet. She's a, she's a magical girl. She's a, a sailor scout. Yes, she is. <laughs> Who says shit? Why don't you chop it up in those boxes? I, I'm getting to it. Jesus fucking Christ. There's Moogle medals in there. You can oh, get you shit. stuff? There's stuff in there. There was a high potion you would have missed, you bitch. You're going to want those Moogle medals. You don't know it yet, but you're going to want them. It's soon. It's soon. It's coming. What do you What do you guys think of the looting in this game? Looting? Uh, when I say, like, you know, breaking these boxes or finding those little uh, boxes that you activate and you get the, like, potion and stuff, I call that looting. You're, hmm. you're looting items, pretty much, from yeah, the boxes. Fine. Honestly, I use vending machines for most of it. Like, the boxes, I don't rely on the boxes too heavily. I, uh... My Final Fantasy policy has always been, and I stole this from a friend of mine because I saw him doing it and it worked really well. I just save Gil for as long as I can stand in the early game and then buy as many potions as I can and then I'm just fine for a while and then I start the process over and by the time I need high potions, I'm rich again and then I just buy as many high potions as I can and that's just how I get through the game. <laughs> I like how um, I like how I was trying to find where to go and Eredith was like, you fucking idiot, over here. It's over here. What are you doing? <laughs> she, she I kind of, I, I kind of like breaking boxes. I don't know. Anytime a game lets me break objects yeah. to find things, it's like Resident Evil Four. It's like, oh my god! There's all of a sudden you want to shoot and knife every fucking box you find. Yeah, I, I mean, it is very satisfying nonetheless. I, I don't rely on it, but every time I see boxes, I say, oh, I'm breaking those boxes. When, I break all the boxes because you never know if there's a Moogle medal in there. I need those Moogle medals. Yes. When. Yeah. When me and Zach were playing Resident Evil Five, like every time we would like move to a new area, you just see me and him just go like, "Oh, let me go over here. Oh, found something." <laughs> we split up immediately and start breaking everything we can. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, always, I'm good. I've always had a weird impulse. You know what game instilled that in me was Goldeneye. Really? Yeah, I used to walk around um, Sevenaya, the the bunker area when I was a kid playing that game and like shoot out every light, shoot out every camera, shoot out every window, every breakable item. I would break every breakable computer and item in that level for some, it's just, uh, Oh man, it just, it felt so good. Like I must've had some weird early onset video gamer, pathetic version of, of OCD. And that just scratched it. Take that Kojima. You weren't so fucking innovative in Metal Gear Solid two where you could shoot all the liquor bottles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this came before that, but when I got to that, I was like, "Ooh, I like this too." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was very satisfying to shoot every single liquor bottle. Like, oh yeah, I didn't actually shoot them all, but <laughs> no, you you got to conserve ammo in that. And Goldeneye, who cares? I turned on all the cheats, but in in Metal Gear, he's like, "Oh, I need these bullets." It always pissed me off because at the end of the wow, we're way off the rails now. It always pissed me <laughs> off because toward the end of Metal Gear Solid Two, it shows clips of like what happened on the tanker way back in 1990 whatever the fuck or 2000 whatever the fuck and uh it shows like a big gunfight and snakes like using a rifle and he breaks some bottles and i always be like i didn't fucking do that i was stealthy <laughs> i didn't get any gunfights i was awesome also that's, not me. that's doctored footage also they didn't let us have a rifle on the boat right yeah i think you're right Bullshit. all you ever had was the sidearm 
That was my complaint. I didn't have a rifle. They didn't give me a damn rifle because I always kill people in those games because fuck them. No, not me. I, I kill as little as possible. It just, it, I don't, it always felt right. Oh, man, I love it. Ah, I, I want to play Metal Gear now. <laughs> <laughs> so I we didn't give a recommendation. So did we recommend Advent Children? <sighs> you already know if you want to watch it. I know that's a cop out, but like if you really like Final Fantasy VII, yeah, watch it. It's fine. You won't. I really don't think too many people will come away with it. Let fucking hate that movie. And if you did, it's like a passionate hate. So I still feel like you got something out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I recommend so, it. Yeah. I, I, I recommend it just because uh, I kind of wish this was a game. So like the fight scenes were pretty cool. Um, as far as story, it's just like geostigma and all that stuff and like oh Sephiroth just came out of nowhere who's that guy in the fucking uh, in the hood is he really the president what's going on here like all that stuff like I was kind of confused about but like I enjoyed the the you know the uh, fight scenes the only thing I thought was a little silly was like the you know the possessing of the fucking children and shit Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about the children. Yeah, there was another thing that was like kind of strange. All right, let's let's backtrack a tiny bit. Um, thematically speaking, I understand why the children in the game. Final Fantasy was always about um, what kind of world are we leaving for children? Sort of like a very broad. I, I'm I'm really because at the beginning it's like oh we're we're raping the planet for power. We gotta shut down Shinra. Uh, we're gonna kill the planet. What kind of a planet are we leaving for Marlene? I'm Barrett. But so I understand thematically having children in this movie. And if you've got to have geostigma in there, that's the best way to win some sympathy points. It's all oh, sick children. I, I don't want to see sick children. I want those children to be cured. Of course I do. So I get that. But I don't know. From a story writing standpoint, I could have done completely without the children. Like, uh, what was the new kid's name? Denzel? <laughs> Denzel? D- Denzel. I, I just, I, wow, I do not care about him at all. <laughs> Me either. Like, I kind of care about Marlene, sort of, because I remember her, but they had to invent this new character. Why not just have it be Marlene? I think it's because they didn't want to show her making such pathetically poor decisions. You can't get in there yet. Don't bother. I stood here for like 10 minutes. Like, how the fuck do I get in there? Mm. Um, But yeah, like, I kind of feel like they could just lose the children out of the plot altogether. Yeah, because when I when I uh, saw the children getting possessed, I'm like, ah, oh, Advent children. Mm. And then I was just like, I always thought the Advent children were Kadaj, Laws, and Yazoo. Oh, well, that's what I found out pretty much when you th- that scene where they're in like the little forest area, and Cloud comes to save the day, and um, that's all. That's all the children were there for, and I'm just like, oh, okay. And then obviously you had that big fight scene at the end with Tifa, Barrett, and you know the whole gang and shit. What the fuck is this thing? It's a small. They can poison you. I don't. know. They can do something to you, so be careful. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, I, again, the children being in there is fine as far as theming goes. But I just don't think they did that much, and I think it was kind of just pathetic. Apparently, there's also like a featurette that leads up to the movie about Denzel, so maybe that would lend something to me caring about that character, but nope, not yet. <laughs> I just didn't fucking care. I was like, uh, Denzel could suck it. Don't really yeah. care for him. 
like I like I like seeing children get healed. Maybe it could have just been a plot point that there are children and that they are sick, and then at the end it would have been satisfying. But I don't know. I, I feel like you've got Marlene user. We care about Marlene already. You already got us to care about Marlene. You did all the footwork. Take advantage. They don't. Mm-hmm. Money. And Zach, what about you? Since you are the uh, person that didn't really like it. Are you recommending? Uh, I I would really only recommend this if you were like a huge hardcore Final Fantasy 7 fan. Has your opinion of it changed at all from 2005 till now? It's softened a little bit because I realized uh, part of that was just so much time passed that I confused when this actually came out. Mm. And actually, I blame more of what I'm t- complaining about with like the characters and stuff on Kingdom Hearts rather than than this. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts fucked all these characters. <laughs> and that, and, like I have King, Kingdom Hearts is more to blame than what this is. This just continued it. Yeah. Um I still like Kingdom Hearts and I will I'll I'll spaz out when I see like Cloud and and, and Squall in it. But yeah, man, their characterization in those games is pathetic. But every character in Kingdom Hearts is like the broadest possible paint stroke. So, I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Um, so yeah, only if you're a super hardcore Final Fantasy fan, other and like I'm sort of in, but I don't like it that much. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I like it well enough that I bought it for nine dollars. Um, news that happened uh, recently is uh, Xbox had their press conference thingy where they kind of overhyped it a little bit because uh, their main. Yeah. Th- yeah, they they uh, had a little video thing that they do, um, but everyone starved for uh, anything interesting right now. So yeah, so they, they didn't have to do much. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the Viking, um, which by the way confuses the hell out of me. How does a Viking be an assassin? It just doesn't boggle my mind. Hey, you'll remember that I've been trying to say there's going to be a Viking Assassin's game for like I swear to God, like eight nine years I, I way back when you me and adam were doing the show that was like one of my first ever predictions i'm glad it finally came true um as far as him being an assassin yeah i don't fully get it but it's gonna be a fun game i mean honestly there's a lot of stuff like a pirate being an assassin or or there, there's been a couple other instances where it was like i don't really get it but whatever who cares mm-hmm. but is there gonna be a japanese assassin that that'll be that'll be their like when the when the series really needs a boost, it'll do that. That just seems like such a fucking obvious gimme. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's already like thirty ninja games, and they're like, well, we don't want to make a ninja game. Well, it, actually, nobody really makes ninja games anymore. No. Like what we're talking about, like no, Tenchu, not, not in the traditional stealthy Assassin's Creed sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ryu Hayabusa is a fucking awful ninja. He's he's never stealthy. He's always fighting everybody. That's true, face to face. Um, but anyway, the, the press conference, they were like, oh, you know, we're going to get gameplay. So like the whole conference, people, there was a couple of games that looked pretty cool. Uh, there was one game where it was like made by one person and it looked like it got made by a whole fucking development team. It looked pretty good. I forgot the name of the game, but if you look up Xbox, uh, series X, uh, conference, you'll, you'll, you could see the lineup. But pretty much it leads up to Valhalla, and um, they're like, 
world premiere and then like the trailer goes and the whole time you're just like all right when does it you know you, you know when it like does like the whole world reveal kind of thing and then it kind of like zooms in on the character and then you see the gameplay that that's the whole time i was waiting for i was waiting for see like they'll show up the environment a little bit what the battles are going to be and then it's finally going to go in i don't i don't even really care if they gave me at least a minute of gameplay but there was no minute of gameplay. It was just like, here's in-game foot uh, engine of these environments. And that's what they called gameplay. I'm going to be a bit of a cynic and a contrarian here. And this is this is not really any real excuse, but this is probably the way it is. Assassin's Creed has always been sold based on um, how great of a cinematic trailer they have. And they have some great cinematic trailers. One of my favorite cinematic trailers of all time was for the first Assassin's Creed game. Mm-hmm. Um, it played that uh, um, uncle song, God Loves a Lonely Soul. And uh, they've continued that tradition. Like all the games have had like amazing look. And, oh my God, this game is going to be so great. But there's no gameplay in it because that's what convinces dumb people to buy the game. Like they all want it now. They, everyone's excited. I'm going to buy that game fucking right now. But they have no idea what the gameplay looks like. The other, the other part of my cynicism and my contrarianism is, dude, it's an Assassin's Creed game. You know exactly what it's going to play like. <laughs> They've made like eight of them. Uh, but no, this is the third installment of the new way of what they do things in Assassin's Creed. So, um, because obviously you had the one which was in Egypt, then you had the one that was in uh, Greece. Uh, Greece, and now you have the one that's uh, pretty... Scandinav- well, England, Scandinavia, I guess. Yeah. So, like, seeing how the Viking gameplay is going to be, even though you kind of do see what happens in the trailer that got revealed, where, like, the hit, the, the the trademark hidden blade where he kills the fucking knight and shit, which I thought was pretty cool. That uh, was cool. Um, Scarlet can get it, by the way. Yes, yes. <laughs> Tickle biddies. Um, Sorry. But, yeah. But what do, you, what do you define as gameplay trailer? Do you... Uh, you gotta you gotta see the, the actual gameplay. Someone's gonna, and it can't be that stupid Ubisoft rehearsed bullshit. I yeah, that's fucking awful. Yeah, Ubisoft cheats all the time, especially with uh, shooters. They do it all the time. It's like this isn't gameplay. Yeah, but uh, people were ma- giving an uproar. I was explaining to Andy Zach before uh, we did the show. There's still people. That are doing console war bullshit, like Team Sony versus Team Xbox. And, you know, you got to admit that Xbox is kind of, even though they don't have the games yet or the the con, uh, the uh, the first party shit exclusives, like, they're doing pretty well at show- showcasing their new system. So they have the momentum compared to Sony, because what has Sony really done? We have a hard drive and here's our controller controller which is just kind of like yeah that makes sense it looks cool enough so like obviously you had the xbox people that were like you know jerking their dick like yeah our fucking console's coming out look at it you know it's gonna be powerful like yeah we kind of know that xbox one x was supposed to be powerful so yeah but it's it's people a lot younger than us that i think that are passionate about that kind of stuff well that and like if they're our age then they're just like Oh no, dude! It's stupid. They're just fucking stupid. They're, they're kind of pathetic. It's I yeah. use that word a lot. That's the word of the day, I guess. But they're, they're kind of like, dude, shut the hell up. But I have to admit, when I was younger, you know, on the playground in elementary school, I was talking up 
the Genesis all the time to all my Nintendo peers and stuff like that. Like when you're younger, it's easier to be passionate about something. I, this is kind of relating to, again, before we recorded, we were talking about this. These people are going to be passionate about something. When you're younger, it's it's Xbox versus PlayStation. But when they're older, it's going to be Democrat versus Republican or, or something else. Maybe. So I, whatever, kind of like it's, I guess it's harmless and also sometimes hilarious the way they act. Because I, I, I'm going to admit, like, uh, I'm excited for Xbox, even though they haven't really showed any <laughs> exclusives there. They hadn't shown anything new. Like the, the one thing I'm really excited about is seeing Halo Infinite to see if they go back to what they were good at doing. Not this Halo 5 bullshit. Like if Halo Infinite, I get who's, uh, who's making it. Is that three, four, three studios people? Yeah. Mm. I mean, obviously, it's not Bungie because they, you know, they, no, yeah, they, they yeah. moved away. Um, but I'm excited for it. I think Phil Spencer is a, doing great. I, he's being very transparent than with the Neil Patrick guy. Remember him when he went on stage? He's like, this Xbox, you're going to be doing entertainment and media. You and, mean Don Matrick? Yeah, whatever his fucking name. You called him yeah. Neil Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Remember when Neil Patrick Harris was like the yeah, Xbox head? ran Xbox? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Talking about bro code and shit. I don't know. Other than that, no news has been happening besides you know this console. This is going to be one of the weirdest console launches ever. Do you guys agree about that? I just still wonder if it's going to shake out the way everything everyone thinks it's going to shake out because there's still tons of rumors about um, all the manufacturing delays in China have fucked everything up and we're not going to get these consoles for Christmas. Well, which what, I'm fine with. But what I've been hearing is Xbox is still on schedule. Um, that's probably why they're so gung ho about showing everything. Then they're on schedule, and Sony is like, "Oh fuck, fuck, fuck." Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happening. I think they want to make sure that manufacturing is good. Once they find out that maybe they could launch uh, some systems, like do the Nintendo thing, be like, we only have 100 <laughs> per store, so you better yeah. better get your pre-orders in. So, uh, I don't need I don't need consoles day one anyway. I, I'm interested in the in the old sex box though, the series whatever they're calling it. Like, uh, if it's backwards compatible, that kind of solves my problem of never having bought an Xbox One because there are Xbox One games I want to play. Contrary to what you would believe, knowing that how much I love my Switch and my PS4, but there I, I want to play the newer Gears. I want to play Forza Horizon, but I don't want to buy a new console for it. But if I can get one console and play two libraries with it, all the better. Somebody draw tits on the ground. Are you guys seeing this? Look at that. No, I see a circle. Yeah, there's one there. I thought for a second that was like Homer Sim- Simpson's eye or something like that. Well, <clears throat> that's weird. Anyway, yeah, that's all the news. Uh, like I said, it's going to be interesting during the summer seeing what they're going to be revealing. If there's still going to be consoles coming out at November, maybe December. Um, other than that, I think I think it's time to end the podcast. We all uh, talked out. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So if you're into wrestling, me and Zach are going to be talking about the money in the bank pay-per-view that just happened uh on thursday at 9 45 uh, p.m eastern time here in the same channel um getting some color so get ready for that 
the Nemesis Project, I think me, me and you, Zach, we need to talk about if we're going to like shoehorn the um, the books and stuff, all the oddballs and stuff of Resident Evil before we get into Resident Evil 6. Because Resident Evil 6 is massive. It's mm-hmm. it's so it's fucking... Gonna yeah, it's going to take at least a month and a half to finish. Um, So keep an eye on the Nemesis Project. Taith, who's in the chat, he said, thanks for the show, guys. It was interesting. Thank you for sticking around and listening to us. Yes, uh, thank you. Um, But obviously, if you want to catch more Big Trouble Little Podcasts, make sure you go to novnetwork.podbean.com. We're also on Spotify and iTunes. So you can always listen to us there. And if you want to watch some gameplay, uh, you could watch us on twitch.tv slash joedub35. Andy, have you been streaming lately and you want to plug in your channel? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Uh, uh, twitch.tv slash the cliche mustache. Um, some Final Fantasy remake, but um, now that I got my OSSC all hooked up, I've been experimenting with older consoles a lot more. Just just short bursts of playing something here. I played some Crazy Dex the other day. Just just little little bursts of stuff. Cool. Uh, until next time, guys. What about you, Zach? Are you thinking about streaming anything lately? Are you thinking about streaming some Resident Evil 6? Uh, maybe not Resident Evil 6, but uh, I am working on... I'm going to create a new separate channel on YouTube for streams, I think. Sweet. Once you, and, uh, once you build huh? it, once you have that set up, tell me so we could plug it into the show and everything. Oh, yeah, sure. But I think that's where we'll end it, guys. 103. We keep on growing on episodes, dude. We're going to hit 200 soon. Later, like in a year or two. (laughs) Until next time, guys. Peace out. Thanks for listening.